It is so closely knitted into the composition of living man that every living person everywhere can look into the mirror and see and understand that there is a living God within him that flows from above, down, inside out, which will get him well if sick and make him a better man in his relationship to it. Be your beliefs and face what they are under whatever title you think best. What better is there than to have living proof of a living God within you, always present, never absent, ready, willing, anxious, desiring to relieve you of aches and pains, prolong life to its full span, to make existence more pleasant, harmonious, which will place you in coordination with itself, which is within you, in superabundance, if it can get through obstructions and impediments which exist between it and your body. Every chiropractor, whether he realizes it or not, every time he corrects the impediment between the living God and man, is an apostle of that living God, bringing into reality the living intellectual God from above, permitting it to work through the living material bodies of all mankind. It is a living, provable God in man, the very soul and law of his being. And my favorite line from B.J. Palmer, what greater joy hath man than to know he is making possible an explanation of the superior God into a living human God because of what he does, as he does it, when he does it, to get sick people well. <clears throat> what greater joy? Now, I don't know about you, but I can't even think of a greater joy. You know, when, when I'm adjusting a little girl last night who uh, was labeled as autistic, and when she first came in, she couldn't even look me in the eyes, and last night, she's lying on the bed, and she's looking me in the eyes as I'm adjusting her atlas and working her cranium. There is no greater joy than to see that kind of change. A child who's almost completely nonverbal and now having complete communication and full eye contact with just the power of adjustment, nothing else. There is no greater joy than having a woman come in crying a couple of months ago because she was having such problems with her pregnancy and such pain, and the baby's in the wrong position. And in a few adjustments, the baby goes head down, and now, last night, her tears coming out of her eyes, because she's saying, I'm due this week. I can't believe I made it. I didn't think I was going to make it. Right? I, can, I can't even think of anything that I'd rather do than this. There's, there's not even, nothing comes close than to do chiropractic, teach chiropractic, you know, understand what chiropractic is, and live a chiropractic lifestyle. Right? Live, I, I live a chiropractic life. I live a chiropractic lifestyle. Right? Some of you may get that, some of you may be born into chiropractic, you're lucky to, to have that as your upbringing. But many of you, like myself, did not. I had to adopt this lifestyle. This lifestyle had to become a part of me. How did it become a part of me? I went to every bloody seminar I could. Right? Jeannie Owens coming this weekend. If you're not seeing her, you're not seeing the most powerful female chiropractor on the planet. You should all be there, especially if you're interested in pediatrics and pregnancy. The, the, I saw ICPs at all these great seminars, and Indeed, and New Beginnings, and Life Vision, and Life Leadership Weekends, and all these different things. You've got to soak yourself up in these things. But there's a lot of people out there in our profession who don't believe in the same things that we believe in. And they are fighting against us every single day. And I'm going to give you some examples right now that are really getting me a little, well, I'm going to use the word irked. I would probably use a stronger word, but I'm not going to. So we get this uh, email yesterday from the International Chiropractic Association saying, defeat New Mexico SB 150 now. How many of you guys have seen this, right? So, okay, so if you haven't seen it, where, where the heck are you guys? 
right? You need to be in the know of this kind of stuff, right? This is, in New Mexico, in New Mexico, they want to push drugs on our profession. This isn't the first time they're doing this. This is like the third time they're doing this. And here's the deal. I have no judgment. If someone in this room or in this school wants to get drugs, that's totally fine. I have no judgment about that whatsoever. What I want to do is just tell you the other side of the story. Right. Because this is what I, I okay, why do you think people want to get drugs in this profession? What is the, the rationale that they use to say why we want to give drugs in our profession? What's the rationale? That they're a primary care physician. Right, so I'm a primary, very good, that I'm a primary care physician, number one. And number two is, we're going to see more people, right? We need to see more people, and because we're a primary care physician, and, we then, and we now we have access to give drugs, now we can see more people and help more people. Do you really think, for one second, I believe that? I'm sorry, the primary reason anybody wants to give drugs is because they want to make more money. Right, there are plenty of people giving drugs out there. Because here's the deal, which nobody talks about. If my, my malpractice insurance is how much per year? How much am I paying per year? I just paid to Cairo Secure. I've been with them for 20 something years. How much do I pay for medical malpractice insurance? Fifteen, $1,500. $1,500 a year. How much do you think I would pay if I was an advanced certified chiropractor with the with ability to prescribe drugs? Do you think it's going to change? $100,000. I don't know, probably not $100,000, but it's probably going to go $15,000. Right? So what does that mean? Is you have to, means you have to charge more money in order to make your bills, right? And now, all of a sudden, do you think, like, if, if I had a choice of going to a chiropractor for medicine or going to a medical doctor for medicine, who am I going to choose? Why not medical doctor? Go to the person who's trained to do what they said they're going to do. I think this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. I was talking about this with my interns last night. I don't get it. If someone wants to do this, the, the thought of it that, that we had is, can you please form another profession? If you want to give drugs in our profession, don't change chiropractic, which is this gorgeous, beautiful, philosophically sound, unsubluxated thought process with, that hasn't prescribed a thing in 117 years. You want to prescribe drugs, make another profession. Call yourself Medipractors, Pharmapractors, some other stupid name. I don't really care. I have no, and I, there's no judgment. If someone wants to do that, I'm like, I'm totally cool with that. Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. The problem is, don't do it to my profession. Right? This is my profession. This is your profession. So I don't mind that they're messing around. They want to create a new profession. Go ahead and create whatever you want. You can create any sort of concoction you want. It's a recipe, right? But the recipe of chiropractic is subluxation plus chiropractic. Chiropractic means what? Done by hand. Right? Done by hand. This is done by hand. Chiropractic. Right? All right. That's a different word. Right? So if you want to be done by hand, then let's do done by hand. But then there's, so the ICA is saying we got this big call for action, right? And then you have this other organization here called the Florida Chiropractic Physicians Association saying this, is the ICA out to destroy your future? This is what they sent out the other day. And then they show you what the ICA sent out. Now it's time to fight for your rights. New Mexico has introduced this Senate bill. New Mexico needs you. And then here are the senators to call so that you can call your senators in New Mexico to tell them what to do. The other side is well organized. The other side is well organized. Right? 
We are defensive, right? You know what that means? We're reactionary. We're doing nothing until something happens, and then we try to scramble to do something. That is not how to run, right? That's not how the Falcons are going to win this weekend. They're not going to just like react to whatever the Patriots do and then say, oh, we'll, we'll figure out whatever they do and then we'll do something, right? They're drilling right now how to go on the offense. You know how we should go on the offense? Is we should step off our game. We should step off our game. And not necessarily, I don't phone calls, no phone calls, it doesn't really matter. The thing that we have to do is we have to stop doing this. Let me show you the next thing. Why chiropractic is in this little pickle. So I get this uh, email that says, a wake-up call for the chiropractic physicians. First off, I'm not a chiropractic physician, but I said, a wake-up call. I always think that's pretty big, right? So let me see what is a wake-up call for the chiropractic physician. This is the news flash, February 2016. The use of tr transcranial low-level laser therapy for the management of mild traumatic brain injury. That's my makeup, my wake-up call? A first-time guide to using PEMF device. Ease their pain. Why Casper is so intriguing. So this is my wake-up call. Is how we use devices and uh, herbs to help people. You know what? I don't gotta wake up to that. I I don't wake up to that. I wake up excited reading reading books. That's how I wake up. I wake up listening to Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, and Jim Sigfus, and and Doctor Sid. That's my that's my wake up call. Right. So I want I want you guys to see this kind of stuff because you guys are gonna be in our profession. Full-fledged really soon, within a year, year and a half, you guys need to know what's out there. You guys need to know what you are up against. And don't just sit back and do nothing. And don't act like nothing is happening. I just put my head in the stand like an ostrich. Right? The time for now is to be strong. The time for now is to understand that it's, it's probably going to happen. I can't see it not happening at this point. There's too many states with too much legislation. There's too much power. Most likely, within the next few years, <coughs> there's going to be <coughs> an advanced, <coughs> excuse me, what they call an advanced chiropractic degree. <coughs> and what that means is that <coughs> you're going to have to take extra hours in, pharma, you know, in learning how to distribute pharmaceuticals. And it, otherwise, there's going to be a differentiation. There's going to be like your tier one chiropractors and your tier two chiropractors, right? Which means the tier one's gonna be ones who can prescribe, tier two are the ones who can't. That's gonna be a damn shame. But that's what's probably gonna happen. So what we have to do about that is combat that and be stronger in what we do, right? So it's not, we can't fight that. It's too late to fight that kind of crap. There's nothing we can do about that. I'll get to you. There's nothing we can do about that. What we have to do is we have to get stronger in what we do more philosophically based in what we do, more research in what we do, right? You look at so much of the research today in some of the, the chiropractic you know, literature, especially the, the really big chiropractic literature like JMPT and JCM and stuff like that, and what it's all, it's all about. They're still researching back pain. Like, who the hell cares? If we haven't figured out <clears throat> after this many years of research and that we're okay with back pain, why are we looking at it? <clears throat> I'm not interested. I'm just completely not interested. What we need to do is we need to research, like what the ICPA is doing with Dr. Joel Alcantara. He's having PBRNs, practice-based research networks. Instead of having a case study and having one of us write a case study about a great miraculous thing that happened to some kid or adult that we're seeing in our practice, he's having hundreds of chiropractors talk about the kids and the adults that they're seeing all at once because it's a whole 
like everybody in the profession who's like, I'm, I'm in an autism study. So all the kids in my practice that have autism, we're having them in this particular study. And he's got this in hundreds of other offices across the profession. That's research, right? We need to get much more involved in this kind of stuff to show the world what we do, right? Because there's gonna be, there's gonna be a turf battle very soon between the, the chiropractors who prescribe drugs and the chiropractors who don't, right? It's coming. Be aware of it. It is coming. It's out there. You can't put our head in the sand. We have to prepare. And the best way to prepare is how? Go on the offense. It's to go on the offense. To go on the defense and just react, which is what most of our political things are doing, just like a knee-jerk reaction. I'll just wait for someone to hit me with the hammer before I go like this. That's not going to produce any results. You can't wait anymore. This is not about waiting. We can't be reactionary and just say, well, we'll just try to put out the fire and put out the fire and put out the fire. Assume that the fire is blazing and it's time to move on, right? There's an old story that you may have heard. And it goes like this. <clears throat> so someone's in a hotel and he notices he's in a corner room and he notices that there's a fire starting like right in the back corner of his room. So he's like, oh my God. So he runs out of his hotel room and he goes to his next door, the next door neighbor, knocks on the door. There's a fire, get out of the room. <clears throat> runs to the next the door. There's a fire, get out of the room. Runs to the next door. There's a fire, get out of your room. Right, so he's just trying to save everybody. And then one, one person opens up the door and says, I don't see a fire. What should he do? Debate? Let me, let me go back to, into the room and I'll take a video of it and show it to you. Let me write a thesis or a paper about that so you can see that there's actually, you know, this is my, this is my theory about what I mean by that there's a fire in the room. Does he have time for that? No. Let me teach you the most important word you're ever going to learn in chiropractic next to the word love. The most important word is the word next. Next. Right? So you're in a room and it's burning and you go out there and you start knocking on doors and someone says to you, but I don't really believe in this chiropractic stuff. Or I think there should be an advanced chiropractic medical, medical degree where you can... Next. Next. I'm uninterested. You do whatever you want. I'm uninterested. This is my profession. I've been in this profession 26 years. I have never needed anybody to, I, to I never, there was never a situation where I said I needed to prescribe drugs. Because you know what, if someone, needs if someone needs drugs in my office, where do they go? Somewhere the hell else. <coughs> right? Get, you need drugs, you shouldn't be in my practice at this particular moment, Get, go, or I'll refer you. Someone's having some serious crisis, you know, we had someone last week, 180 over 100 blood pressure. Go to the medical doctor, get some drugs. But I'm not the one to give it to them. I want nothing to do with that. Right? It's time for us to say next. That's what our offense should be. Is start getting ready for this. You guys need to start. And how, how do you prepare for this? Is what I've been saying all along. Are you reading the green books? Are you reading Think and Grow Rich? Are you reading The Richest Man in Babylon? Are you listening to the podcast, my podcast, Sigafoo's podcast? Are you doing these, are you, are you sharpening the saw? Right? That's how you win. The way you win is the sword slices right through with no resistance. Right? But the only way that happens is if that sword is sharpened. Right? And how does the sword sharpen? It has to meet a stone. Right? It's not easy. You can't sharpen a saw, a, a, you know, a blade, you can't sharpen a blade with some cotton or a tissue, right? You gotta meet the stone. I played hockey, ice hockey for years until I switched to roller hockey. How did I sharpen my blade? 
is I sharpen with a stone. So we used to bring it to them to sharpen it, and they also had a stone in my skate bag, in my hockey bag, to sharpen it even better so that I can have the best blade possible, right? We have to sharpen ourselves. We can't dull ourselves. We don't have time to dull ourselves. So that's how I want to inspire you guys into thinking, is it's time to sharpen your, your blades, sharpen your stones, and think about the word next.